Welcome to episode 42 of Dauber Prospects Radio. I'm your host, Peter Harling, and I am back from my travels to the NHL 2018 entry draft in hot, hot, hot Dallas, Texas. Uh, While I was at the draft, I was fortunate enough to meet some uh, interesting folks. Uh, I was able to get some good audio for the podcast here, as, as promised. And the, uh, the first interview I want to hit off our, our special edition of episodes from the draft is with none other than uh, the Bob father himself, Bob McKenzie. Um, I met Bob at the draft on day two, and he was gracious enough to give me a, a few minutes of his time before jumping back onto television to recap the draft on day two and uh, make his second appearance on, uh, on the podcast. Uh, it's becoming an annual tradition, and I thank him very much for his time. Um, so I only had a couple minutes with Bob, but I, I was able to squeeze in a couple of really uh, great fantasy prospect-related questions for the draft. Uh, I started with uh, asking him who are some of the players he thinks will be closer to NHL ready uh, with the outside of the obvious choices of Dolan, Svechnikov, and Zadina. Uh, Bob had some good insight on those. Uh, we also spoke a little bit about uh, Montreal Canadiens drafting uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi at third overall. Uh, I went on record saying that I thought that was a bit of a reach, but uh, Bob disagrees. He is connected with the scouts, so let's defer to Bob on that and uh, listen to his answer as to uh, how he how he explains why that is. The next player we talk about is Joe Valeno, uh, the 15-year-old exceptional status player from the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, the first player in Q history to be granted exceptional status. Uh, fell to 30th overall. I had him ranked uh, earlier in the draft, just inside the the first half, around the 10-11 range, thought he would be an Islanders pick. Uh, he managed to slip way down, and Detroit, I think, got quite lucky with him. Uh, we'll listen to what Bob's thoughts are about how Valeno ended up being picked at 30th overall. And last but not least, we speak a little bit about another uh, polarizing player from the draft, Ryan Merkley. Uh, a lot of people thought he wouldn't be drafted in the first round, and he ended up uh, doing just that, going to San Jose Sharks. Uh, so we'll listen to what uh, what Bob McKenzie has to say about that. So without any further ado, uh, let's welcome back to Dauber Prospects Radio, TSN uh, analyst, hockey insider, and host of the Bobcast, Bob McKenzie. All right, Dark Prospects Radio at the draft with uh, Bob McKenzie. Bob, thanks for coming back on the show again, man. Hey, my pleasure. An annual event. Yeah, I'm glad you're going to give me a few minutes here before you go off to Margaritaville for the summer. Uh, so let's talk about some of the, the players from the draft. Who, who are, outside of obviously Dalin, Svechnikov, uh, probably Zadina and Kachuk, who's maybe one or two guys you think can step into the NHL right away? Well, that's a good question. I mean, you look at the, the 1999-born guys, so the guys that are technically a year older than the 2000s. And, the, and there were a bunch of them at the high end of the draft. And uh, obviously Quinn Hughes is one of those guys. Um, so we'll be interested to see. He, you know, he thinks he's ready to play in the NHL. Maybe he's ready to sign a contract and try to make the Vancouver Canucks. And if he doesn't make it, he can play in the American League. But obviously, if you sign a contract, you're done in college. So you have to think long and hard about that move. Uh, Evan Bouchard's another guy, 1999 born defenseman. He's already played three full years in the OHL. I'm not saying he's ready necessarily for the NHL, but I mean, on the Edmonton Oilers, they'd be looking for a right shot D. And if Bouchard were to sign and go in and have a strong camp, um, you'd have to allow for the possibility that at least get the nine games before they decide whether to burn a year of his entry level. So nothing ventured, nothing lost there. So it, those are a couple of guys that maybe jump out at me. Yeah, all right. Uh, you talked about um, 
it's very Kakanyemi going to Montreal on your uh, on your last one of your last episodes, and that came to fruition today. Uh, do you feel like that was uh, maybe a bit of a reach? Did you know if Montreal tried to trade down with that pick no, to pick him later? You know what? I don't think it was that much of a reach. A lot of the teams I talked to going into the draft said that he had rocketed up the charts and that he was a legit top five pick. So if you're a legit top five pick to go three three, I mean you can cut try and get a little too cute sometimes in the draft where you're going to trade down a couple of spots. And, and listen, Montreal would have been prepared to do that, but there was nobody that was prepared to move into that slot and pay a premium to do it. And you've got to have a dance partner. A lot of people thought Arizona was going to be that team, but it was pretty clear when Arizona took Barrett Hayton at number five, and he was rated to go on our list at 11, that they were more interested in looking at somebody further down the list than trying to get up to number three to take a Zadina or a Kachuk uh, ahead of the teams that got them. Joe Valeno, I thought, was an interesting pick going as late as he, as he did. Uh, most people had him rated a little bit higher to a lot higher. Uh, do you have any idea why he managed to fall down as far as he did? Well, I think sometimes some of these guys, like Joe Valeno is an interesting guy because he was captain of the Halinka team last year. Because he's got exceptional status as a 15-year-old to go into the Quebec League early, you get a, you know, you, you kind of carry that burden and expectation of being a John Tavares or a Connor McDavid or an Aaron Ekblad. Although the last two exceptional guys, Sean Day and Joe Valeno, um, haven't gone high in the first round. Shit, Day was a, what, a third round pick, and but but Valeno was still a real good prospect. And I think, you know, some people would say maybe is is, is there a projection of high end offense there for him? And maybe the answer is no. And as I said on the uh, the last podcast before the draft. You know, it only takes one. It only takes one team to like one player better than Joe Valeno. And then for a multiple number of teams to do that, all of a sudden a guy plummets. And everybody thinks, oh, there must be some sort of NHL conspiracy against this guy that they, they think he's a terrible player. And all it really means is that the teams picking before Detroit got him late um, all like one guy better than Joe Valeno. So I wouldn't take it as much of a slight. He's still a first-round pick and he's got a chance to be a good NHL center. Ryan Merkley was another interesting player. You spoke about him on your last episode as well. Uh, there was a, a, a wide range of opinion as to where he would get drafted and uh, for a number of different reasons. He ended up being a first-round pick, uh, a little bit higher maybe than some people thought he would be, uh, a lot lower than some people thought his skill level would dictate. Uh, how would you feel about the Merkley pick? Yeah, it's interesting because you're right. I think you summed it up nicely. I mean, he, he's, he's a top-10 talent in this draft. Um, but there were a lot of scouts I talked to that said they wouldn't take him in the first round. But we also knew that there was a very real possibility that he could go in the first round. So um, San Jose stepped up at number 21. And they're going to bank that whatever's wrong with Ryan Merkley, that it's just immaturity. And that it's like anything else with teenage kids, that it, it can be fixed. Some teams didn't feel that way and weren't going to touch him. Um, but that's the beauty of the draft is somebody always says... A lot of different opinions out there in San Jose is confident that they can get him on track and, and developing and potentially be a good player for them. Awesome. Bob, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You have yourself a great summer. Awesome. Thanks. You too. Thanks, buddy. Thanks a lot, Bob. Appreciate it. Well, there you have it. That was my conversation with TSN's Bob McKenzie from uh, day two of the NHL draft in Dallas. I thought his answer on the first question, uh, which NHL players are ready uh, was probably the most fantasy relevant one for uh, for this podcast purposes, and he made a great point pointing out uh, the 99 born players who missed, who were born after September 15th deadline uh, and missed last year's draft are basically all a year older than the players selected in this year's draft. 
they already have a year of either college under their belt or three years of, of junior development under their belt. So the players who played in college have basically played almost a pro level hockey against players who are uh, as old as 25 years old. Uh, so big, strong component opponents. And uh, they're likely closer to being uh, more physically and, uh, and emotionally mature and professional and ready to play in the NHL. Uh, interesting note on uh, college players, as Bob pointed out, if they sign pro, their, their college eligibility is uh, nullified. So they can't go back to college if they sign a pro contract, uh, but they can play in the AHL if they're not quite NHL ready or if they start the season in in the NHL. uh, And he spoke about Quinn Hughes specifically, and he could start with the Canucks. And if they feel like he uh, ended up needing more development before playing in the NHL or sheltering him from a poor Canucks roster and and sending him to a uh, a strong uh, AHL affiliate in Utica, that would make sense for his development. Uh, Evan Bouchard, however, is junior or the NHL. He doesn't have really any other options. It's one or the other. Uh, He has at least one more year of junior eligibility eligibility with London Knights so he either goes to London or moves up to the NHL and plays in Edmonton okay so that's it for this episode with Bob McKenzie be sure to follow him on Twitter as if you already don't and uh, I highly recommend taking a listen to his podcast Uh, if you're listening to this show I'm sure you'll like Bob's Uh, Bob is uh, very entertaining uh, doesn't talk just about hockey. He'll give you some Netflix reviews and talk about some wine or how he spent his summer vacation. Uh, he had an episode with dedicated towards Tragically Hip's late uh, lead man, Gord Downey. That was a fantastic episode. Uh, it's a great podcast. I highly recommend it. So uh, the Bobcast, find it on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast. You'll find the Bobcast there too. Some other interviews I had at the draft that will be coming up in future episodes uh, you can look forward to would be uh, Sportsnet Sam Cosentino gave me a few minutes as well before he had to catch a plane. Uh, So thank you, Sam. Looking forward to having you back on the podcast as well. Um, Anthony Mignoni is a Flyers prospect expert. You can catch him on uh, the Buzzcast with Russ Cohen and Mike Agello usually. Uh, we talk Flyers prospects, uh, so there's some really good insight. Uh, they are the number one ranked team on our recently posted organizational rankings. So lots of uh, really fantasy relevant conversation uh, was had with Anthony. And uh, third and finally, and last but not least, uh, NHL.com's prospect expert Adam Kimmelman joined me, and we talked about uh, similar topics as well from the draft, who's NHL ready, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Adam is also a podcast co-host with Mike Morial on uh, NHL.com's podcast called DraftCast. Uh, It's a fantastic episode or podcast as well. Highly recommend subscribing to that show as well. So that's it for right now. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DPR underscore show. My Twitter handle is at Farling, P-H-A-R-L-I-N-G. Follow Dauber Prospects on Twitter as well. And... uh, Do us a favor. If you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and hit the uh, subscribe button. Give us a five-star review. Uh, That would really help. It'd be great if we can get uh, a little bit more recognition and uh, more listeners. All right. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next time. I'm